You're about to listen to the amazing Trek Off podcast, but did you know there's also an amazing Trek Off movie in production right now? Watch the trailer at trekoffmovie.com. That's trekoffmovie.com. Also, if you want to hear over 100 hours of Trek Off, you can find that at trekoffpodcast.com or search Trek Off in your iTunes or your pod feed or whatever you use to listen to podcasts. Search for Trek Off. Finally, you can find lots more podcasts at Geeks Radio, the home of Trek Off podcast. Who Garrett and RJ go to Hollywood Ninjas versus you all at geeksradio.com. Now enjoy Trek Off. Warning the following contains plot spoilers and naughty language. That means explicit content. And the comments and opinions expressed herein are for entertainment and commentary purposes only and may not reflect the actual opinions of Geeks Radio or the individual hosts. So don't get mad. It's just a show. It's time for Trek Off Enterprise Double D. Welcome to Trek Off, the most trekkiest Trek Off of all Trek Offs. My name is Justin. <laughs> My name is Alexia. And to do, we are. <laughs> We're going to Trek Off. We're going to go Star Trek and Trek some Trekkiness uh, in the. So let's talk about Doctor Who. No. Trekkiness. Um... <laughs> Um, uh, so yeah, I'm Justin. This is Alexia. We just did a show a while back at Intervention. Hopefully you listened to that. It was a great show. And you can listen to that by going to our show page at trackoutpodcast.com and listening because we're going to talk a little bit about Intervention and about our experience there and stuff like that. Plus a bonus for you guys. Um, I am going to also be including, so it's going to be about Half of the show is going to be me and Alexia today, and the other half of the show is going to be a very special guest who you're going to hear. Hint, hint, they might be from the Sci-Fi Diner podcast, but you'll have to listen and see what that's all about. But uh, in the meantime, how are you, man? I'm doing pretty good, man. What have you been doing? What's your What's your Trek week been? Our Trek, like, it's been like two weeks. We have, we've got a long time this time. Mm. Like, yeah. what have you been doing Trek-wise last couple of weeks? Um, well, so I finished, or did I, did we finish that the last time? Did, did Mr. A just finish um, Next Generation? I think he probably did. Um, so we're both rewatching watching DS9. So we're both, so he's, he hasn't seen all the way through DS9 yet. So he's, oh, so we started season one DS9 with him at this point, And we're um, almost done with season one at this juncture and yeah. it's so Opaka just did oh thing. yeah Opaka just did the thing where she stayed that's a good like, episode. that's a good a half of season one i still say is a little bit of a slog it's, i don't know uh, man like he hasn't like felt that way like i i think there have been, been, been there have been like gonna... three episodes i would say that like we skipped because he uh, he had seen them before like Alan Moraine, with me was one we skipped um another one was um no i think we actually watched the horrible vosh one but he had, he was like eh, yeah, it wasn't great. <laughs> with her horrible tremors when yes, she started getting older? With the, with the old thing, yes. I, I told him why you hated it so much. Um, and then I'm trying to think what was the other one. There was one other one that we skipped. But there were other episodes that he had seen before that, like, he was like, yeah, but that shit's good enough to watch it again. So, like, he has where it is, like, in the timeline and I everything. I can see that it's a mixed bag, but, you know, it's a good show. I just I feel like there are there are more strong episodes than you realize. Well, like, here's the, this is what I would say. I would say that uh, DS9. I think the reason DS9 has become what I would call my favorite show, probably of all shows of all time, and that's saying a lot because I'm such a Buffy fan. Um, 
but I just can't get into a Buffy rewatch the way I can get into a DS9 or an Angel rewatch because you know how much I love that show too. But the thing about DS9 is that I think that the first season of DS9 would be very difficult. And the reason people bailed, especially coming off of Next Gen, is that you like it is not standalone enough. And I think that it is improved by the knowledge of where it goes because it's kind of meandering on the first view, like if you have no idea what was happening next, there's no, like it just kind of, it meanders. There's no real beginning, middle and end. The Bajoran stuff, the Bajoran stuff, especially I felt that way about, but on rewatch. And the reason I think I like DS nine so much on rewatch is that, and the reason I keep rewatching it is now those meandering episodes have little lines, just like one line here or there. That is like someplace. And you know that they are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel that, but like, I guess, I don't know. I suppose what I was noticing in watching um, season one, because I was already rewatching DS9 on my own. um, So going back to season one for Mr. A's watch through, um, I was uh, sort of struck by there's there's a number of episodes in that first season um, that are very that are very reminiscent of the original series in some ways. And that's why I really like them. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's the moon evacuation one. Yeah, the moon evacuation uh, one. Mullabach, Mullabach. Yes. Um, and then there's the other one where they catch the, the I think it might be the next episode where the Cardassian um, tries to sacrifice himself yes. for their war crimes. It's a fucking oh, great episode. Duet, duet right? Yeah, yes. duet, yeah. yeah. That, like, oh, yeah, just that's, that's, so that's good. One of the best. And what's so great about it is it's that it's on everyone's top ten DS Nine episode. That's fantastic. a great episode. Yeah, it's, it's it has to be. It's fantastic. And like, what's so great about it is like what I'm noticing and going and watching this season one. Like, there was part of me like when we first you know kind of got married and and stuff like that, where it was like, wait, you didn't really watch Star Trek? Like, you know that weird like when you're a really big Star Trek fan, like where you're like part of you is like so sad inside. Like you're not mad or anything, but you're like, oh, that's Yeah, not but right. on the other hand, it gives but you this this opportunity. This oppor- exactly, like where he does like it, like he's enjoying it a lot. And like we have the opportunity now, which wouldn't have been true if he'd watched it on his own and like we were just kind of debating it after the fact. Like what what happens a lot of times when we're watching episodes and it happened in, in duet in particular, like we'll pause it and like like hash some shit out. Like and he still maintained, like by the end of that episode, he was like, I still don't think Cisco should have let her investigate. I yeah. think that was wrong. I was like, but, but, but it was important for the Bajoran people. Like, I understand that she was passionate and she, you know, she admitted to having an emotional attachment. He's like, and that's why she shouldn't have been allowed to. Like, we got into this, I mean, we probably had like a 20 minute heated discussion about why Kira should have been allowed to investigate or shouldn't have been allowed. Like, because he firmly believed that she shouldn't. She's emotionally compromised. She has no business. Even even if she has the ability to be completely objective. It gives there. It could be perceived that way as though there's, you know, a bias. And so even if this guy was the real guy and was convicted because Kira is the one investigating him because she helped to liberate that work, that that labor camp, she's compromised and it wouldn't be a clean conviction. It should be a neutral third party convicting him, investigating, prosecuting and convicting him. Absolutely agreed. Um on See, but of course i disagreed because i the reason to a... <laughs> the reason that the reason it's written that way is because it's more dramatically compelling for sure. it to be kira having these well, conversations sure with but also but it's, not, it's not right and it, and it i don't believe cisco 
would actually have done it. I think it was, you know, I, it's just anyway. Yeah. He, he, what, what he deserved is, is, is for, he needed an advocate and didn't have one. So he had to just convince Kira to either be or not be his advocate, um, which should not have been the case. I mean, there, there, you can't have like, but really. I, what I maintain, though, is that it wasn't like it was all in Kira's hands. Like, Odo was still doing a lot of the investigating and a lot of the work because he's still Odo and he still knows more about that kind of shit than Kira does. It's it's more of the symbology of it being this is where, Kira. No, this is where, being a Bajoran. This is where it know? comes down to writing, and they sh- it should have been written such that Odo heads the investigation, but Kira is allowed to interrogate, interrogate and speak. Yeah, she's like the prosecutor. You know, or the, the suspect, yeah. or whatever. You know, like, and yes, he should have had an advocate. But ultimately, but he wasn't still, on trial yet. It doesn't matter. He was under arrest. But my biggest problem is just I mean, like, he's like being questioned about his crimes. But like, what, we don't even do that no, now. No, he's being questioned about his identity and his whereabouts and his and, and his and his involvement in something. Yeah, so that's what, an investigation. That's not like he could have any. You time. are not allowed to be detained and questioned without your lawyer present, without a lawyer present. If you request and, one. No, and if you're in America, you and to, if you're in America, you. My point is, even today. No, my point being is that they're not human. You know, I mean, it's yeah. it's. I, I understand would, that, but it is a Federation-run station. Uh, but it was ah, a but it's a Bajoran, a Bajoran installation. I, don't, I know that it's a Bajoran. So it's Bajoran law. The Federation actually has no business in that interaction. But ultimately, my biggest right? problem. The Federation runs DS Nine. That's why Commander Cisco is there. I, I, I mean, I guess. Technically, I don't really understand it, but I'm not sure how that works. I've watched, I've watched the show. The lines lie. I, I've watched. Yeah. I, I've watched the show through probably four or five times, maybe more, every single episode, all the way through in order. I still can't really tell you why in the world it's a Federation-run Bajoran station. I don't understand <laughs> how that works. Yeah, I'm not like, sure. Because... Like I don't like I I don't. It's weird. <laughs> it's you know, but whatever. My only question is is how shitty how shitty is Dr. Bashir and, and, and how slow thinking is Kira? Isn't he like stabbed at the end? Yeah. Yes. Like Picard like gets his heart burned out and, and like people die and they bring them back to life and this guy's stabbed. And you know it's what? A broken knife. It's not even that big of a knife. He's stabbed with a broken, yeah, like like Quark gets stabbed all the time, like like. But no, <laughs> Quark's important, so he doesn't die. I know this guy dies. Kira <laughs> kind of gives up on him, like right there. Yeah, like Kira's not like let's get let's get him right away to the no. She's like, oh, she's not like like uh, Kira to Bashir. You know, it's like, like I think she did. I think she said, get a medical team here, emergency. Like yeah, I don't yeah. think she just. But sits they there should have been fu- transport me to the fucking you know. To, to, that's to, the other thing that's definitely inconsistent, like in terms of the medical. Well, the the transporters are always a problem. throughout all of Star Trek. That's throughout all of Star Trek. Yeah, like whether it, it's an emer- if it's an emergency situation, they'll be like emergency crew to this location, and, yeah, and then sometimes they'll be like emergency transport from here to wherever. And it's like, well, which yeah, no, it, <laughs> like it, it, it's it whatever's needed for the. Yeah, like that's because of whatever sets they have available. Yeah, like that's Star- how that shit goes. <laughs> if Star Trek was real, you know what would happen? It would be like immediately, like they transport right there to there, and then if they're on the ship and the ship loses power, you've got a bunch of shuttlecraft that all have transporters too. Yeah, like there's like there should never be a situation ever 
where transporters <laughs> stop working. Like, Unless the laws of physics cease to exist. Like, and that has happened, I think, a couple of times, but that's different. <laughs> it's become so important to have transporters where they're like, transporter functions are down too. You wonder why anything in the ship has this in, it doesn't have like an independent power source why everything's plugged in to the main power of the ship and why you can't have like a generator like you got fucking shuttlecrafts <laughs> that can do everything the ship can do and they're inside the ship and they <laughs> and they fit basically in a closet <laughs> in, a, in a large garage is where they fit and they transport and they have replicators and they have full full functioning communication systems and the and 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 your little com badges work with them if there's no ship around right. like if you're on a planet and they're close and, enough and the ship is just into orbit or whatever yeah, the, the yeah. shuttlecraft like your your, your com badge up. gets it so the yeah. minute like the minute that the ship power goes down it should be like like another like less powerful like wireless router like catches your <laughs> like, like catches your like, fucking com badge and, and rounded like, that shit to fucking like, shuttle yeah, craft, right? like, yeah well, i guess i guess this thing will do it you know not to mention <laughs> the fact that the enterprise for general the enterprise separates into two separate fucking ships how in the world <laughs> does the entire ship lose power at the same time this doesn't make any sense you should be able to repower one part of the ship with the other part of the ship. They should not be connected. Like, really? For goodness <laughs> sake, airplanes are, are airplanes with four engines are designed so that they can fly with two. Right. Like, they have redundancies built in. Well, so they, they, they talk about the redundancies in the ship. There are power redundancies built into the ship. But exactly. they're always inexplicably down. Like, they're, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. always everything. It's explicable. It's like, the jargon jargon is messed up by the jargon jargon. <laughs> he says this a lot now when we're watching. Because like, yeah, I feel like no. there's a lot more The EPS manifold is, has been cross-routed by... <laughs> and here's the thing. Here, here's the plasma the, fire the is... Jordy is into it. Jordy is into saying that. Like, LeVar Burton is into saying that. You can tell that Cole Maney, when he gets in the middle of it, is just like... He says it well. He does it well. But I just... I was watching an episode where he's explaining... Um, it's a third season episode where there's... Uh, all of or all of the Federation history is erased um, in the episode because because Bashir and Cisco go back in time, and and they always have to ask the question because they're in the shuttle. Why weren't we affected? Just right. like just like in first contact, why weren't we affected? And and he goes, maybe, just maybe. Blah 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 blah. blah. And like, you can tell as as he's saying jargon, it, jargon, 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 jargon. <laughs> As he's saying it, you can tell he's just like, man, this sucks. I don't want to sit. I want to I want to go up a fucking hill and go down a fucking mountain. I don't want to be here. Good movie, by the way. I like that movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, I happen to love the jargon, I guess. I, I enjoy No, it. I'm entertained by it. And I love it. Yeah, it's funny. And they've really, they've, I feel like in a lot of ways, they've really flushed it out. Like, they've they've stuck with the things they've said and made them, like, go together. And then sometimes they even, especially, I guess, on DS9, they poke fun at themselves, I feel like. There was that episode, the one where they, um, where they leave Opaka. He's like, um... If I use a magnetomer, a whatever magnetomer, she's like, I've never heard of such a thing. Like, she, he's like, like, she's like, how does it work? And he's I'll like, tell I'll tell you once I make, I make one. <laughs> like, yeah, no, it's, it's it, it, 
I, I feel like all of Star Trek was undone in that one episode of of Doctor Who when David Tennant just goes, it's a wibbly, wibbly, wobbly, timey, wimey thing. Right. Yes. That's, that's it. That's all it is. That's all it is. <laughs> it's a wibbly, wobbly, timey, wimey thing. Yeah. That's it. And that's, that's called owning it. Mr. A speaks up this episode. That's what we're gonna call this episode. Mr. A speaks up. Guest starring. (laughs) You'll find out next on Trick Off. Um. So, uh, just just like DS9 watches. That's. I mean, that's pretty much all I've done Trek wise too. At the same time, the kids are back in school. At the same time yeah. that that we're planning an event um, yeah. that we will be sharing more information about really soon, mm-hmm. um, uh, where you may be able to see us live in one or maybe even two places, whether you are perhaps in Virginia or perhaps in New York. We'll just uh, next time, next episode will be will will be a little more forthcoming on it. Um, but uh, in the midst of all that, plus ninjas versus monsters is uh is we are like this close to having our deals in place and that means delivery which means you have to get so when you deliver a film here i'll give you like two minute like look this is the way you would give a lecture on delivery if you only had two (laughs) you only had two minutes go when you when you deliver a film the thing that you've sent to everybody is a version of the film that is watchable and sounds good and looks okay and sounds okay in a sellable way on a platform like vimeo or on a screener screener dvd but you send it in an earlier stage because it takes a long time i sent it out nine months ago and then it takes a long time for it to be looked at and then notes are given blah 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 um in the meantime, you move on to other things, which we've been doing the Trek off the motion picture. We've been shooting that, and that's been my focus. Um, so now that I have to start getting the film ready to deliver, I have to go through, and I have had to rearrange um, every sound effect and every bit of dialogue into their own track so that you can deliver what's called the music and effects track or the dialogue track. And that way, if somebody wants to dub it, they have everything except people talking. The problem is, is that a lot of the sound you have is captured in the microphone while you're recording the dialogue Mm -hmm. and you don't realize it. So Ninjas versus Monsters opens with the scene of two guys playing cards. Exciting. The the movie gets faster, very fast. Um, But uh, the sounds of them flipping the cards down are all in the dialogue track. So you have to isolate those sounds and pull them out and move them over to the other. So you have to go through moment by moment, half second by half second through the film. Holy um, shit! I didn't even know that. Like, and you have to do it. You have to do it for all the music and for all the effects. And then you also take the opportunity if there was an effect that was missing, effect that needed to be punched up, blah blah blah. So that is all at the same time that the kids are starting school. All at the same time that we're planning this stuff and doing the intervention. Um, I didn't need an intervention. I'm saying we went to the convention called intervention, which was amazing. Um, <laughs> uh, and yeah, so that's. So your brain is melting. My brain has melted. That's fair. Yeah, I feel feel like I I feel like like the gremlins at the end of Gremlins (laughs) or 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 like or like the the West or whatever when she or or Bullock at the end of Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Dude, that always creeped me the fuck out when I was a kid. Just wax. That was just wax and a blow dryer, man. But it looks so horrible. Spielberg is brilliant. That's what makes Spielberg it's brilliant. brilliant. Like, um, it just looks awful. <laughs> maybe I should just stop being awesome. No, never do that. <laughs> um, 
So, yeah, so that's how you get your brain fried. But everybody tuned in to hear about Star Trek and science fiction. So while we are talking about that, let's talk about intervention. Did you have a good time? You weren't there that long this year, but did you have a good time? I did. I had a great time. Absolutely. Um, uh, we got to see a lot of doctors running around. I think the same doctor that we've seen a few times uh, was there. Um, intervention has a guy running around dressed like Jesus. I think I uh, saw him. Um. Uh, and it's very strange um, yeah. to see Jesus running around with Doctor Who. Um, and I uh, had an interesting interaction, like right when I got there. With Jesus? Um, um, no, not with Jesus, with just like a regular person. Uh, <laughs> sure. um, because, you know, I ride, right? So um, they were asking me Motorcycles. what the helmet was for. And cock. Helmet. Cock helmet. Cock helmet. Helmet cock. I just can't stop. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sorry. Like, and I get comments a lot of time, like, from people that, like, because I ride, like, it's almost like you look like a superhero or something. Um, And I'm like, yeah, that's why I ride. It's fucking awesome. But, like, it was just kind of cute because, like, in that setting, like, the the go-to wasn't that it was because I ride a motorcycle, right? It was, like... What are you dressed as? Like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I was that's like, amazing. I was Did like, I don't understand. Like, I actually kind of like tilted my head to the side when I was asked the question. Like, what do you mean? What is my helmet for? Like, I don't, like, I don't, I don't know what you're asking me right now. <laughs> and then like, he had a moment where he like caught up to himself and realized he was like, oh, cause you ride. Like, it was like the cutest <laughs> thing ever. I was like, you're like, I, you're like, I'm from Tron. <laughs> right. I was like, I'm being from Tron. Like that's that's what my character. None of the characters from Tron look like. This. No, none of them do. But I'm a special one that was in the background that you didn't hear about. That was totally I, like in the I, revolution. I am Pink Tron. Pink Tron. I was Pink Tron. Yes. Pink-tron. <laughs> you look in the in the like. I'm not even in the credits, but I'm out there, man. Okay. Um, I had a really interesting time because because uh, I did get to sit around um, and I. Uh, and spent much of the day on Saturday of like before we performed live, uh, just kind of like enjoying talking to people, enjoying like people would come up and just like random conversations. Um, uh, I best times about the, you know, going to cons really, you just feel like you're with your people. Um, and that's, you know, it's, it's really fun. I had an, an experience today again, meeting the new employees where it came out pretty quickly that I was a sci-fi fan uh, because I have the uh, I have, like little Star Wars stickers on the back of my van, and I had said I like Star Trek, and of course they say, "Oh, look at your Star Trek stickers." I was like, oh. "And so then I have yeah. the time." The, 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 do I correct them and right. be that guy? Like, be the, <laughs> no, sir, it's Star Wars. <laughs> you do though. You it's have to. Star Wars. I, like I did. I did. And then immediately I was like, "Oh, I am that guy," because you could see <laughs> them just glaze over. Right, or they're like, yeah, okay, dude. <laughs> but listen, man, I um, uh, I talked a little bit uh, um, about cosplay with someone named uh, Liz Gmaz, who listens to our show sometimes, and who is awesome, um, and uh, is doing a lot of theater and film work around here, and I was talking to her about cosplay, and, uh, and this came up, and this is an interesting thing. There's a group of cosplayers that they dress up 
in the same outfit as their favorite characters and then they get it they get together with like like tens of thousands of other people who've all dressed up as their favorite characters but like one's on one side and one's on the other side and they get like so mad at each other sometimes actual violence breaks out and their faces are all painted up sometimes and then they go home it's, it's and and it's called football what it's cosplay these people put on the jerseys of their favorite character, you know, Roethlisberger or whatever. Yeah, they just like Steelers. They put Steelers, everything. They paint their faces the same color as their teams. They go to large events like conventions where one half sits on one side, one half sits the other side. They shout insults at each other, dressed like the players on the field, as if the players on the field have anything to do with them. <laughs> um, and then it, it is... It is a form of intense cosplay. They know all the stats, the way that we know all the episodes. It's the same thing. It's the same uh, human uh, instinct to dress I up. I yeah, mean, I, the, I feel like it's different in the sense that the like, I don't feel like it cosplayers. I, I don't feel like uh, like us geeks or whatever. Like I just don't think we're as combative. Like we can be, but I feel oh, like yeah, on the. Here's the thing. I've I've been privy via Facebook to some nasty geekery. Going oh, back and forth, yeah? especially in the in both in the Trek community this week, I've read some stuff, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like give it any more power by repeating by it. Repeating it, um, sure. um, and also I hear it a lot in the cosplay community that people are just shitty to each other. Um, really? Like, and this has not been my experience because I feel like most of my people, like you know, we're just we we love who we love, and like we may kind of good naturedly give shit, but like I don't that's, that's, I feel that's... like mostly it's not actual, like because I feel like people like when I go to sporting events, like they really look combative, like not. But they're not. And, and, like, and, like it's, I've I've seen two people who who are incredibly supportive of one team or another and both of them being able to be at the same party at the same time rooting for one team at the end that and you feel and like a little bit of good natured shit yeah yeah, yeah sure say, yeah I, I suppose that's true like like i i just would say because of the the volume of shit the 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 volume of people who who are doing the sports thing you get to see the outliers who have the actual physical violence which happens at Con san diego comic-con too like the shitheads are there too so I guess so. so. I guess I just don't. I don't encounter it as much. Like I feel like there's more of an acceptance among everybody. Like we all love the same shit. I just love this thing a little bit more than you love that. You know what I mean? Like, like this is just my extra special stuff. Like, yeah, and that's yeah. your extra special stuff. And like, I can respect that that's yours and that this is mine. And like, like, like with the Star Wars versus Star Trek. You know what I mean? Like, there are some people who really do like, and and but for the most part, I feel like people are like, I like them both. I, I just I like this a little bit. I like Star Trek sure, a little but, more than Star but Wars. You know what, but, but you know what? You take the Walking Dead fans and the Twilight fans, and you know people and that will be gets nasty. People will be shitty to each other. And and but I guess my point is is that is that for for any of the geeks out there who who've you know felt weird or or, or felt like their thing was little or felt like you know that like especially as adults as, as kids of course you're you're you know belittled in in real life and now people just kind of glaze over and they smile you oh you like that stuff huh mm. and 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 you just get the sense that you know if you really think about it like sports is the same especially the way they, the the sport fans behave especially with the jerseys wearing jerseys mm -hmm. is cosplay Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Wearing wearing a shirt that says Steelers, that's like me wearing a shirt that says Avengers. But yep. wearing but wearing the jersey of the person that you like is like me wearing a Captain America uniform. Yep. 
you know, that's a different, that's different. And and painting your face is like me dressing up like Captain America. That's what it is. So, yeah. you know, so you must not look down your noses at us people. That's right. But <laughs> hey, listen, um, I am going to use this opportunity to transition um, to a very special interview. One conversation that I was very excited to have. Um, so give a listen to this very special thing that happened at Intervention. Hi, this is a Trek Off Supplemental. Oh my gosh, this is a, a, a strange and weird, weird small world. Um, uh, I need to look at, so I knew you by another name. You, uh, yes, you and, did. And so I'm going to have to look up what your, what your name is now. Um, uh, why do you tell everybody your name? So I'm M. Ciro Garcia. Um, but previously on King's Dominion, I was Maggie Garcia, your costume dresser. Oh, my gosh. Um, but she's not just that. <laughs> uh, she's going to be a familiar voice to any of you who listen to uh, geek-related podcasts because mm-hmm. she is also on... The Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. So we are, if you hear the terrible noise in the background, what you're hearing is intervention, um, which is a wonderful noise when you're here, but in the background, it's just kind of like... <laughs> So, um, so we're just fucking sitting here. And, and, <laughs> oh, good, we get to curse because oh the boys don't let welcome, me. Welcome, welcome to my show. Oh, son um, of a nutcracker! Um, awesome. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, so so I was just doing um, a panel, and she's in the back of the panel. She walks up to go, "Do I know you?" I'm like, "Do we go to high school together?" And she goes, <laughs> "King's Dominion." I'm like, "Oh no!" Flashbacks, and I'm like, "Horrible uh, flashbacks." So the thing is, is that those of you who listen to the show. Um, are very aware of the fact that I talk about being a Romulan a lot, that I did mm-hmm. that, and uh, you've heard Eric on the show. And and Eric really, really liked me. Um, the thing <laughs> is, is I was kind of an annoying douchebag. <laughs> Oh, you Some were of the time. precious. That's, thank you. I, you were hilarious. I, I remember being uh, 20 years old. Um, <laughs> uh, I remember you being 19, 20 years old, too. 19. You were we. Um, and I was half my age. <laughs> <laughs> I was half the age that I am right now. You were um, precious. And, being and by precious, I mean yikes! Like my precious, um, <laughs> um, um, uh, in that I wanted the One Ring. Um, we, <laughs> uh, uh, so you um, got to experience me being a Romulan. My Romulan character was really funny. I'm really proud of what Kelly did. He was really he was great. Crazy. He was you had a good character because he wasn't your typical Romulan. You kind of he there may there might have been like some. Being how proud as proud as Romulans can be, especially yeah. about their lineage, there may have been some interfamily breeding. Oh, well, so you were so, special. So here was here was the <laughs> the whole concept of of my character um, was that uh, there was this big battle on Deep Space Nine where uh, where the Tal Shiar and the Obsidian Order attacked the Dominion, and the, my character's base because like I joined on right when that happened on DS Nine mm-hmm. was that I was in that battle and I got electrocuted. <laughs> and I was and I was this high ranking, very respected Romulan commander that they didn't want to let the public know had anything happened to him. So <laughs> I had developed acute schizophrenia. And so they shipped me off to this mission on Earth in the past. Yep. And that was so I like would walk up to, to ca- people carrying stuffed animals and try and talk to them. Um, yeah. And had to be reined in. And yeah. that was sort of the whole. You had a shtick that was incredible and really smart and really unique and it was something that did bring people you you really interacted well with everybody out on the street and that was a big deal you couldn't just walk around being a schmo yeah i mean some 
in the past at other parks, because other parks are available, you get real assholes who are walking around like, I'm so-and-so, don't fuck with me. Well, you know what, Joe? You're wearing a dance belt, and you're wearing a whole lot of makeup, and you're paying to entertain me, not be a jerk. And you were great. You were you and the whole cast were really fun. Well, we had a, like, I do, we had a, a guy who came in, the guy who ended up directing the first cast of Star Trek The Experience, a guy named David Warner. Mm-hmm. Um who, not David Warner, because he's uh, mm. the David, what was the, I can't remember the name. It was Ward, David Ward. David Ward. Because we were the USS Ward was the name of our <laughs> ship. Um, and he uh, he really fostered that in us. He, I remember what he said the first time that he came in. He said, listen, man, the mountain is on the check. Mm-hmm. It's paramount. Mm-hmm. You know, you are part, don't let anyone tell you you're not part of that franchise. Right. When people come in, they want to see a Romulan no matter right. what. Oh, yeah. So, although we had the wonderful pat answers I've talked about when people would go like, like, you're not real. That's the thing would get the most. Oh, God. My, my reaction would be, no, you're not real. <laughs> <laughs> there were, you know, it's a theme park and in some theme parks, people are great and they're fun. And some of them, you know, it's it's in Doswell, Virginia. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're going to get your rasher of assholes, but you guys weathered it beautifully. Um. I'll tell you the story, really funny, and I've mentioned it on the show, but I think you'll enjoy the story. I have a friend named Arthur who uh, worked for the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair, mm. um, <laughs> um, and now he's working for Disney. Um, Lovely. Uh, and actually, uh, he was just—I'm uh, so proud of him, so I brag about him all the time. He played King Arthur in the in the latest national tour of Spamalot. So if you saw it when it <gasps> I came by, I did see that. He oh was, my god, he was King Arthur. That was amazing. Um, that show's ridiculous. But he would tell a story that he would be doing a show and th- at the at the fair, and that. Klingons would show up to the Renaissance Fair, like fans in costume. Mm-hmm. And he had to find a way. You're not allowed to break characters, so to speak, <laughs> but you have to, how do you engage these people? Right. And they come in and go, human, you're, you're Mashka, human, you are a very, very good warrior, whatever. <laughs> and he would walk up to them and go, hello, yes, very good, Renaissance Fair, good. And everyone would walk away and he'd break the accent and go to an American accent and go, what are you doing here? If Starfleet knew that you were in the past and trying to, <laughs> I am on a, I am deep cover oh, on a mission and you can't do this to me. And, and he, <laughs> what he would do is he would, it, it gave him an opportunity to engage them where they were. Right. Um, and he created a new character. He wasn't now, I'm just Arthur actor. He was, right. um, and they loved it. And they, 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 du- isn't that cool? That's, and that's, that's a really great thing. If you can, if you've got the presence of mind to really pull in, you're not there to entertain just X amount of people. You're there to be part of the entire experience. And he made it special for everybody, even even the, the oddballs that show up. I, I have a friend who goes as the doctor, who dresses as the oh, doctor cool. and likes to... And I... You know, everybody likes to cosplay. I don't. I'm not until Michael Kors comes out with a collection called X Men. No, um, not that there's anything wrong with that. But I like to go as a civilian from Starfleet who accidentally got. <laughs> you know, sucked in, and I left Starfleet because I have my class ring. Oh, you do. She is. I'm not. I, she abs- She has a ring here that says United Federation of Planets. That's brilliant. I graduated, but chose to go into the private sector. Very, very good. <laughs> like Jake Cisco. Exactly. Exactly. Um. So listen, I uh, anyone who's going to see the movie when it when it comes out, um, when we get around to finishing it, um, uh, is going to see that we interviewed uh, your compatriots from the Sci-Fi Diner podcast. Yes. Um, what is what? What's the Sci-Fi Diner podcast, and so, where can we find it? So the Sci-Fi Diner podcast is really just a podcast. Uh, it started with these two guys, uh, Scott Herzog and Miles McLaughlin. 
They are really great guys who talk about, um, it started with books and with some TV shows and some movies. So the shtick is, you know, Sci-Fi Diner podcast serving up the latest in sci-fi news and books. So I was a listener and I wrote to them, I was like, you guys talk about more things and your bumpers are kind of dated. Let me re-record some for fun. And the next thing I knew, I heard my bumpers on the show and I started meeting them and we got to hang out and then they asked me to be on the show. And now we talk about sci-fi multimedia. So it's gaming, it's comic books, it's movies, it's audiobooks, it's audio dramas, it's anything involved in this kind of genre, this collective, because it's so much bigger than just Star Trek or Star Wars or World of Warcraft or Guild Wars or, you know, PS4 against uh, against the bone. It's it's everything and it, and it all intersects beautifully. It's hilarious because we're an example of that because with the people I know through podcasting and through movie making, our friend uh, Mike, Mike Doherty with Zcon. And you and I knew each other from ages ago, and here I am sitting at the table with for ninjas and monsters and ninjas. And you have vampires. a copy, and I have a copy of at one home. of the movies. And it's you know, I used to dress that boy. Now I can watch and go, oh my god, I've seen him in his underpants. Well, you know, it's it's not really that exclusive a club. It's um, <laughs> I did Rocky Horror. Let's just say <laughs> that many people. I'm not yeah. shocked by the statement. Brad Majors. Um, Oh no, my yeah, gosh! Yeah, I could see you that. Yeah. That's perfect. Um, uh, well, listen, I um, I just wanted to get you on. We have the mics here set up um, because we're doing a live show tonight. Um, awesome. Uh, which uh, we'll probably post this on as a tag on to the to the live show. Yay! Um, or like something like that. But I like I love that there, and that's why we interviewed them for the movie. I love that there are people out there doing this because I'm you a podcast. I am a, a podcast listener as a listener first. Mm -hmm. Um. And then I decided to do it, and now making a movie about doing it, and and so I think that that the the fact that you can remain in fandom, and and we were just talking about this in a, in a panel that we just did, and and the barrier to entry for creation, mm -hmm. and then producing for consumption, um, is so small. Right. Um, so I'm going to say this. I've said this a few times. Anyone who's listening, like like we have pretty good microphones. Um, we, you can do it on your iPhone. You really can. I have a little thing that tacks onto my iPad. So if I get a script, because I do some voiceover work, if I get a script and they need something quickly, I can record in my hotel room. Yeah. And it turns out really good. It, it's, you can spend $20 and oh yeah. you have everything you need. And oh yeah. you can go on and you can do it. You have something to talk about. People will listen. The only limitation is you, really. It's that fear of, will anybody listen? And once I got over the, you know, fuck if they don't want to listen, I'm well, still going to Well, and the answer, the answer is yes. The answer is, is... And there are people. Yeah, yeah. There's someone out there who's like you, yes. who's going to want to hear what you have to say. The collective is yeah. huge. Because, you know, they will run out of now playing and Kevin Smith to listen to. And, <laughs> and while they're waiting for that new one to come out, they'll right. listen to yours. And so that's how I listen to a podcast called The Delta Quadrant. Oh, yes. Um, <gasps> I listened to. <laughs> then you've heard us on the Delta oh Quadrant. My oh, my God. We were on it. We've How been our paths not crossed and in we've the had, last we've had, we've years. had like Matt from them has been on our podcast. Oh, Matt and Gino sweet. have been on our Jesus podcast. Hunter Cracker. We um, I don't know how we didn't cross sooner. But than that's that. the thing is I would I listen mostly to the Kevin Smith podcast and then went between I had to find other ones. Right. And then I listened to them and then I was on their show. That's fantastic. I mean that's how easy it is. So oh like like just go out. 
uh, do it. And this is like, this is the best. It's a blast. I started doing this because I started doing voiceover because of a podcast. And then I started co-hosting a podcast because of listening to the podcast, which you can find Sci-Fi Diner Podcast at SciFiDinerPodcast.com. Or we're part of the uh, Chronic Rift Network as well. You can find us on the Facebooks. You can find us on the Twitters. Yeah, I'm sure that if somebody had, like most people are listening on their iPhones, I assume. And if they search their iTunes right now. They can probably, I assume that's And voila. There. Yes. There's so, a- hey, listen. So, we'll wait. So, what you can do right now is go on your iTunes and push the little store button on the podcast app. Sci-Fi Diner. Okay. Hit subscribe. No, no. It's already. Okay. Hit subscribe. Well, they're listening right now. So, it's probably open. Okay. You subscribe now. Okay. Good. It's so fucking cool to see you. That's hilarious. But did I curse? <laughs> and the, the cursing and the like I don't snort often but yeah. when I do it's because of funny <laughs> and awesome. So that's fantastic. Um I hey I we end we end every podcast the same way. Alexia would be mad that I'm doing this without her but she's not here so as soon as you list um she always ends saying trek off bitches. So can you just tell everyone to trek off bitches? Trek off bitches. So that was cool. It was I uh, I think the coolest thing about meeting her was the fact that um that that this this like so when we did uh when we have shot some footage for um for trek off the motion picture and i think it was on the day that you weren't there that i was shooting i got to i got to interview (laughs) it was the one day it's always true (laughs) because you went down to florida before me that's all so anyway i interviewed the guys from the sci-fi diner podcast um and and she was not part of the show at the time, as you heard. Um, mm. But uh, but what was neat was that this person who does the Sci-Fi Diner podcast was my costumer when I was playing Romulan. It was ridiculous. <laughs> like just I, like, what? <laughs> and that she's friends. She's friends with Mike Doherty. Like that. Like like yeah, that. Like, we've been running in the same circles yeah. forever. And and it just goes to show that like like again geekery bringing us all. There, that's the thing. Like, I think that at the end of the day, like, I think the moral that that all geeks should have uh, going forward and that you should take with you is that, like, we all love at the like the same stuff. Like, we're all we all have the same stuff in us. You know what I mean? Like, let's be happy. Let's support each other in whatever your geekdom is, whatever your fandom is, and like, you know, show other people how it's done. Be like, see, this is how you just love some stuff. Like then it's, it's it can just be lovely and beautiful and we can just like be like you're cool and I'm cool and we're all cool motherfuckers. That's right. Well, That's that what I'm kind, saying. And that was sort of the point of Star Trek. Like I yeah. think the underlying message of Star Trek was exactly precisely that. Was that? Yeah. I mean, if you yeah. actually look in the production notes, like it's a little known fact. Um, but it says it like like right there in the production notes. Like I'm I'm cool. You're cool. We're all just cool motherfuckers. Yeah, like, those are those are the cut lines. So they, they were shot, and then they edited them out for censorship yeah. and for time. Yeah. Uh, but it would it would be like Riker would step oddly over a chair as Picard stood up and pulled down his tunic, and they would go, "You're a cool motherfucker." And they go, "Make it so, bitch." <laughs> Make it, yeah, here, here, you go, here you go. Make it so on my chest, neck, and face, and they just cut the last part. Off. They just cut the last part because they're like, "Whoa, they're like, whoa, okay, Patrick, 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 stop Stop saying that a little that. bit. Okay, Patrick, <laughs> that's not that's not actually in the script. Sorry, sorry. Uh, 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 make it so all over my back when you're done. Oh, dude, Patrick, 
See, this is why Patrick doesn't like you, Justin. I know. We it's this stuff right here. <laughs> well, well, okay, because it was the, like there was that time that Patrick was on the set, and and his line was again, "Make it so." So he goes and he says, "Make it so," and everybody's waiting for the line that he's going to drop afterward, where you know he's going to say something terrible, and he doesn't, and so everybody starts applauding, and then he whips his dick out. And the thing is, is that his pubes are also bald, but they're bald in that stage of his baldness where they had the Picard like hair on the side going <laughs> on, the, on the sides of his Why are you obsessed with men's testicle hair? And, can we, but it was can like, we just ask for a moment why you're so obsessed with this happened. hair? Like, this happened. This really happened, I think. You know, you... not. Maybe I might have dreamed. It's a problem, dude. I might have dreamed. So he he whips out, and everyone else like is is that shit with penis hair. I think I just think it's excessive. No, I'm just saying that everyone's like Patrick, and he's like what, and he stands there. Nobody knows what to say, and they're all staring there, and they're looking at his at his number one, and he's (laughs) and then of course you know Roger probably. Takes his bearded dick out, right? It looks it looks like a number one, kind of. <laughs> Go oh, on. Oh Lord. My name is Justin. And my name is Alexia. Trek off. Trek off, bitches. So you just finished the episode and you're like, hey, that was fun. I'd like more Trek off to put in my ear hole to put into my brain part. Well, that's really easy. All you got to do is go to trekoffpodcast.com. There's over 100 hours of Trek off. It's free. Just go there, trekoffpodcast.com or search iTunes or whatever pod feed you use or trekoffpodcast.com. That's really easy. You can also like us on Facebook where you'll hear information about everything that we do. Like us there, especially hearing about trekoffmovie.com. That's our movie. We're making a movie based on this. The trailer's there. Links are there. Trekoffmovie.com, trekoffpodcast.com. Thank you for listening and trek off.